0: Welcome to A Day in the Office on the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network, where students come together to publish content to share with the world. The opinions expressed in this episode are mine. Please enjoy the show. You are listening to A Day in the Office, the podcast, with your host, Samaras In this episode of A Day in the Office, the podcast, I will discuss the ultimatum episode of The Office, how I relate to this episode, and the cast of the show. welcome back to today's episode in honor of the new year i thought it'd be perfect to talk about the ultimatum episode of the office which is in season seven and i know by the name of this episode it doesn't sound like it's going to be about the new year and i have to say that's definitely not the main focus of this episode but there's still parts about it that make it about the new year so let's talk okay so this episode of the office is called ultimatum for a reason um it wasn't in this episode, but I believe it was the one before this where Holly gave her boyfriend to AJ an ultimatum saying that if he doesn't propose by the new year, they're over. Let me just give a quick recap on this character because I'm not 100% sure if I've mentioned Holly or AJ yet. So Holly originally came in season 5 to replace Toby from HR who was about to leave for Costa Rica and Holly and Michael really hit it off. So they got really close and started dating, but basically, okay, if you are in a relationship with a coworker in like Thunder Mifflin, you have to sign this contract, I believe. However, Holly and Michael kept their relationship private from corporate, so no one knew about it. So when David Wallace found out, he sent Holly away to the Nashville branch, which was kind of the end of Michael and Holly's relationship. So now she's back in season 7 because Toby was on jury duty for a while, so Holly was back to replace him once again. Except this time, she was already dating someone from the national branch, and that's AJ. So now, hopefully, you're all caught up on the two characters. So going back to this episode, as I said, Holly gave AJ an ultimatum, saying that if he doesn't propose by the end of the year, they're over. And the whole office found out about this ultimatum. So of course, when they were back from their... Holiday break, their winter break, the first thing that everyone was looking for was a ring on her finger. But to everyone's surprise, she did not get engaged. Now, of course, Michael was like absolutely thrilled because he liked Holly since when she first arrived in season five. So he and Aaron were celebrating like crazy with like champagne, confetti, and music. But sadly, later on in the episode, Michael came to find out. That Holly and AJ were still together because the ultimatum, as Holly said, wasn't really meant to be that serious. Apparently, like Holly and AJ just kind of forgot about it and just continued on. So that put a mic. Uh, so that put a damper on Michael's mood. Now, while this was happening, since it's the new year and their first day back at work, Pam, as the new office administrator, wanted to do something fun. So. Basically, she gave everyone a card to write their New Year's resolutions on so that she could put it on like a big board and hang it up for the whole year so everyone can see each other's resolutions and just be reminded of them. But as expected, it didn't go the best. So Kevin's goal was to eat healthier, but Michael knew that no one would actually follow through with their resolutions. So like I said, he was already upset about Holly, so at Pam's conference room meeting, he literally, like, no joke, forced a huge head of broccoli into Kevin's mouth to make sure that he actually followed through with the skull. This led to Kevin like spitting, well okay, he was like spewing out all of the broccoli in his mouth and it went all on Michael's face by accident. This part was actually really funny. But anyways, this made Holly run out of the con- conference room. I don't really know why she ran out, like yeah, it's probably because Michael was being rude to Kevin. But instead of running out, I feel like she should have just said something, like it was kind of random, she just ran out. And I feel like, especially since she's taking over at HR, that's all the more reason for her to speak out. But anyways, a lot more comes with this episode, but since the focus is on the new year, I think that's as far as I'll go regarding this episode. Now let's talk about how I can relate to this episode of The Office. I have to say I've never had a broccoli head forced into my mouth, but I can relate in some ways to this episode. So since last year, I've decided that every new year, I'm going to make a mood board for my goals and resolutions for the beginning of the year. So last year at the beginning of 2021 was when I made my first mood board. And what I did, I just, okay, basically I just found a bunch of pictures that represented the goals that I wanted to achieve from like Pinterest, the internet, wherever and made it into a collage on like google slides and set it as my background on my laptop so i can always be reminded of what i want to work towards and in the beginning i have to say i definitely like tried to work on those goals but after a while i honestly kind of forgot and i feel like that's a universal experience but okay so one of my goals was to read more and i didn't even try to accomplish that and i now realize that it kind of just happened on its own. Like since last month or maybe November, I haven't, I I have taken like a huge liking to reading. And like I said, I didn't even try to read at the beginning of 2021. I just like did it for myself because I wanted to. Like I didn't want to read because, oh, I have to check off my resolution. No, I read because I genuinely wanted to. And I think that's kind of cool because After a while, I didn't even think about trying to get my resolutions done at all. Like by the summertime, even by the spring, honestly, I just genuinely totally forgot to be completely honest. But it's cool because it's kind of like I manifested it for myself just by making a whole like mood board. Because to my surprise, a lot more of my resolutions this past year came true than they have in the previous years. Like, for example, in 2020, Let's say my goal was to drink more water, of course, in the beginning, I would have been motivated and actually would have tried to accomplish that goal of drinking more water. But like most people, I probably forgot and eventually didn't complete that goal because at that point, I never made a mood board or anything either. It was simply just me stating like, "Okay, this is my goal. Let's try to accomplish it. And that would have been all. But this year and last year, I think I just manifested it for myself by looking at it every day on my lock screen. So I definitely recommend trying to make a mood board because it actually helped me a lot. Like you don't have to make it to like, as like a checklist, like that shouldn't be like your motive for making it. You should make it because it should be a reminder to what you want to achieve in this year. So yeah, I definitely recommend trying that because for me, it actually really helped even though I didn't try to make it help. And it doesn't even have to be right on like January 1st on the dot, it's never too late to, try to accomplish the goals that you've been wanting so like if you randomly start to have like a new interest or a new hobby or you want to set a new goal for yourself in like let's say the middle of july still like add that picture into your mood board make a new mood board including pictures of your goal so that it's more tailored to you because it's like i said it's never too late to try to accomplish what you want so and just honestly make it fun. Like I said, it's totally catered to you and what your personal goals are. So like go on Pinterest or Google and just search for pictures of all your goals. You can make it look cute and fun, add like different fonts, you can like write text on it and just set it as your lock screen or like any background or like hang it up in your room or something. It may sound pointless or ineffective, but I promise it's not. And even if it is, there's no harm in trying. <laughs> Okay so as I said when I was summarizing this ultimatum episode, Pam basically went around the room and put an index card on everyone's desk where they would write their resolutions. And basically her plan was to make a big board out of everyone's resolutions. So let's talk about what some of those resolutions were. So Dwight's resolution was to meet a loose woman, and Andy's resolution was to learn to cook for one, but after he saw Dwight's resolution, he added Dwight's to his. So basically, like I said, Dwight's resolution was to meet a loose woman so when andy saw dwight's he added dwight's resolution to his list as well now i'm gonna assume that this was directed towards angela because andy was engaged to her and dwight dated her and so basically they're both in a relationship with angela and if you know anything about her it's that she's really strict and uptight so it makes sense for someone to assume that this was directed towards her but angela's resolution was to make time for romance and I think at this time, she was either dating or engaged to the state senator, and she was literally obsessed with this fact. Like, she always, whatever opportunity she could get, she would brag about it because it's like, a huge deal to her. Like, oh my god, I'm dating the state senator. It was just a big thing for her. So, this was another excuse for her to brag about it. Now, Creed's resolution was to do a perfect cartwheel. Daryl's was to read more. Aaron's was to learn a new word every day. And... Gabe's was honestly really, really weird. Gabe's resolution was to be less squeamish around people's dogs and babies. I don't even know what squeamish means, but judging by the fact that Gabe put this as his resolution, I feel like it would make sense. Holly's goal was to cross train. Jim's was to bike more kelly's was to get more attention by any means necessary which i have to actually say this is really accurate for her character because she loves attention she uses any chance to get attention so yeah that was kelly's resolution and now meredith's was two cigarettes a day which again very fitting for her um because i don't know like i don't really know how to explain it but it just makes sense I think you can assume kevin's which i talked about earlier was to eat healthier and um, michael's was to floss slash never make a woman cry now his second goal was because like i said holly ran out of the conference room meeting so i'm assuming that she must have been crying which made michael add that in because he originally had to floss but then he never had to make to never make a woman cry but i think Michael made Holly cry at the conference room meeting, so then he added that to his list. Oscar's goal was to finish the living room, Pam's was to drink less caffeine, Phyllis's goal was to take yoga lessons with her husband Bob, Ryan's was to live like an art project, and last but not least, Stanley's resolution was to be a better husband slash boyfriend. By the way, if you're wondering why he also has boyfriend written on there, It's because he had multiple affairs throughout the show. But yeah, that's basically everyone's resolutions for the new year. So these are some amusing details throughout this episode according to theoffice.fandom.com. Okay, so this is actually really funny, but in the beginning of this episode, when Kevin went to see Holly to see if she has a ring on her finger, Holly took off her mitten to indicate that there was no ring. However, Kevin thought that she was holding up the middle finger, so he gave the finger back to Holly i don't know kind of funny i just thought that was funny um another thing i didn't talk about this scene yet but later on in this episode daryl wanted to go to the bookstore because like i said his resolution was to read um so dwight and andy went with him during lunch and while they were standing in the background there was like a small shelf of books and on them it said that it was written by the saber ceo joe bennett so yeah i don't know kind of cool actually i don't even know if i've even talked about joe bennett i don't know have i i don't know but even if i have i'll just recap it one more time basically to put it quickly saber was like a printing company that bought out dunder mifflin which is why the ceo shifted from david wallace to joe bennett in season seven and then it shifted again to robert california later on which is a whole different story And basically, Sabre was based in Tallahassee, Florida. And so the reason why Gabe was there was because he was the coordinating director of emerging regions for the Sabre corporate headquarters. So basically, he was sent to the Scranton branch of Dunder Mifflin to kind of watch over things and to make sure that things were running smoothly. So that is all that I have for this podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed listening, and I'll see you next time.